Hey weirds, welcome to Weird Kid Homework Club and uh, happy Halloween. If you can hear noises in the background, like maybe some children or some uh, spooky Halloween noises, it's because it is Halloween right now as I'm recording and there are kids trick-or-treating all over my neighborhood. It's actually kind of awesome. Growing up in Australia, I always wanted to get dressed up and go trick-or-treating, but I never had the opportunity. So it's so exciting to see so many kids out today. And because it's Halloween, I'm going to stick with horror for this week's recommendations. This week, I'm going to recommend two old-school horror movies and a brand new one. And when I say old-school, I don't mean 1980s. I don't even mean 1970s. We are going deep. I always implore people that if they're really into movies, they need to watch old movies, because old movies rule. And when I say old, I mean older than the last, like, 40 years. Cinema didn't start in the late 70s with Jaws and Star Wars. Sorry, I don't mean to rant at you. It just, you know, it bugs me. So first up, I'm recommending Nosferatu from 1922. If you don't know what it is, basically, it's a legally distinct from Dracula by just changing the name's adaptation of Dracula by German director F.W. Monod. We're lucky that this film even exists because Bram Stoker's estate was pierced and sued the hell out of the filmmakers. And the court actually ordered that every print be destroyed, but luckily a couple of prints survived. And this is flat out one of the most influential horror movies ever made. And there is imagery in it that's still associated with the look and feel of vampire cinema today. Max Schreck as Count Orlok, Count Dracula, is all shadows and menace. You know, we've been covering the Nightmare on Elm Street movies and... 100% is Freddy Krueger inspired by Count Orlock in this movie. I know some people have an aversion to like silent movies and I get it, although I also think you should just do the work to enjoy it because there's so much cool stuff that you will recognize from modern cinema that goes back even to like 1922. This is a public domain movie, so it's pretty much available everywhere. It's free on Plex. I watched a couple of minutes of it there and it looked like it was a pretty good version. And if you do happen to find a version of it that has a bad soundtrack, like either it like, feels like super cheesy or old or whatever, you can always hit play on one of your favorite horror scores and see how that plays against the imagery. My recommendation is absolutely Francis Ford Coppola's Bram Stoker's Dracula score, or you can go real weird with it, you know, something like It Follows, or even your favorite Spooky Carpenter score. I can hear so many kids going up and down our stairs right now. That's <laughs> so cool. My second recommendation is Quartermass and the Pit from 1967. Get back! Who were they running from? What have they seen? Whom do they fear? Five million answers to these questions, and every one of them is a shocker. No, sorry, I saw it. Terror, five million years old, spills into our time to make two worlds collide.
What is happening here and now can affect the next five million years. It was what I was afraid of. The thing got a huge intake of energy. The very substance of it seemed to be coming alive. And you can't see this world any longer. They feel it. They see it. The archaeologist who digs back into the past to unearth more horror than the human mind can bear. Quatermass, the scientist, who comes face to face with five million years of terror. Ronnie, it's Barbara. She's the one. Get down here, quick. She can see into the pit and knows the terrifying truth. He can see into the pit, but he will not believe what he sees. They were coming. Who? What were? Them. Them. He saw the creatures. They were alive. Alive? You descend into the pit of hell as you share their horror. Listen, I'm advising you all to leave. There may be grave danger. We've actually talked about this movie on the podcast before during our Halloween 3 episode. It was written by Nigel Neal, who also wrote Halloween 3, or an early draft of Halloween 3, before Carpenter took over, and then was rewritten by Tommy Lee Wallace. This is the third movie in the Quatermass series, which in itself is a remake of both some serial radio shows and TV shows from British television in the 1950s. But honestly, each of these movies is such a discreet adventure that you don't need to have any background to just enjoy it. They even change cast between the movies. Quatermass in the Pit follows Professor Quatermass as he investigates remains found under London during the construction of a new underground station. Neil's been clearly influenced by H.G. Wells and other science fiction of that of the Wells era. But honestly, I also think that this movie is a massive decodering to large parts of John Carpenter's career. And Toby Hooper absolutely rips massive amounts of vibe and plot from this movie for his bonkers space vampire movie Life Force, which is also kind of a sneaky recommendation to check out Quatermass in the Pit and then watch Life Force. Again, being an older movie, it plays at its own pace, but you should absolutely stick with it because the last act is wild and then if you like that i would say check out the other two movies in the series and then my third recommendation is a brand new movie from 2023 i'm recommending dark harvest it's halloween you know what that means old sawtooth jack is gonna rise from the cornfields it's gotta be stopped Kill or be killed. You've all heard the stories. We failed at our duties. And that black dust destroyed our crops, our lives. It must die so we can live. Your sacred duty is to take down Sawtooth Jack before that church bell rings at midnight. You really think that's real? I saw it. It's real. You saw it? Did you kill it? Then let's go kill it. You should do it. 
You know I'm not allowed. Just because your brother won the run last year? I got an idea. If that thing isn't dead by midnight, this whole town is going straight to hell! I wanna go home, I wanna go home. You think you're special? Why are you doing this? If you're born in this town, you're cursed. I'm ending this. Tonight. It ain't over. did I take this movie. It's a 60 set horror movie in a small town where every Halloween the boys of the town take part in a ritual to hunt down and kill Sawtooth Jack to ensure a good harvest. It's basically the outsiders purging Jack Skellington or Pumpkinhead based on a novel by Norman Partridge. I watched it twice in two nights because I honestly can't remember the last time I saw a high concept horror movie that A looks as good as this movie does for its budget level. This movie is often beautiful and full of amazing cool compositions and B wasn't going overboard with the metaphor of horror as emotional trauma. Firstly, another movie where a kid reconciles with an estranged or dead parent because the thing they went through finally let them move past the, the, all their pain. I'll eat my own flesh. Getting really cheap and tacky out there and I'm kind of sick of it. Sometimes it's okay for your monster movie to just be a monster movie and be a good time. And this movie is a great time. It's lean and efficient, probably because it looks like it was cut to the bone, but it works. I saw some folks on Letterboxd bitching that it was underdeveloped and needed more explanation for why things are the way they are. And honestly, fuck off. I love a movie that drops in a world and you have to catch up. An explanation in cinema is so ridiculously overrated. When have you ever been satisfied when they explain the monster or they explain how something that was previously mysterious works? I'll give you a great one-word example. Midichlorians. It's directed by David Slade who directed Hard Candy, 30 Days of Night and one of the Twilight movies. I honestly have no idea which one because I've never seen those pictures. A lie. I saw the first one. It was fine. Toothless but fine. Unfortunately, this movie was just dumped on Prime three weeks ago with no promotion. As far as I can tell, it was meant to be a theatrical release in 2021, but COVID meant that it sat on a shelf for two years. I really, I cannot rave about this movie enough. I had such a good time. And that's it for Homework Club for this week. I hope you enjoy your Halloween, and we will be back next week with A Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3, Dream Warriors. Dream Warriors.